Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Angela, welcome to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about Leadership Fusion. But before we talk about the book, I want to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I am a sales strategy consultant helping small, medium-sized businesses create a sales strategy, a sales playbook, put the tools in place to grow and have repeatable revenue streams in business. Why did you decide to go this route? Why become a consultant? I have been a, what I like to call classically trained salesperson. I worked for IBM for over 20 years and went through sales training every single year. That's part of their curriculum as being a salesperson for IBM. And it was painful every year going to sales training, thought it was ridiculous. And now that I'm older and wiser, I really appreciate all of that training. After IBM, I went on to Xerox, sold for them. And then I went to some smaller mid-sized companies and applied all of the rigor and strategies and systems that I had learned in the larger corporations scaled them down and applied them to these smaller companies. And it was really fascinating to watch the growth of a a small company when they got just good processes in place, a good strategy set, and just creating an engine for that sales team to roll. And did that a couple times, watched these medium-sized businesses grow, be acquired by larger companies. And after the second time I worked with a team and we had that success, I decided this was really fun and I wanted to go just do it on my own. So that's the consulting business I started is working with these medium, small, medium companies, owners, founders, entrepreneurs, which are always such an exciting group and helping them come out of the lead sales role, put a real sales team in place and the processes and watch them go. I love when people are able to take the knowledge from these large, big entities and then break it down so that small and mid-sized businesses can also use them because it is really impactful when you have a strong process, a strong strategy. But a lot of times when you are in these small to mid-sized companies, we just don't know what to do. We just don't know. And so having someone like you come in and bring that wealth of knowledge is just a huge positive, I would say, for those small mid-sized companies. Yes. And it's a lot of fun. I'll start with the basics and get those going. And then as the company starts to grow, I'll layer on more and more of the process as it's applicable. I don't go in and apply all of the processes and completely paralyze a small company in process and governance and all that. We take it a little bit at a time and grow with the company. Wonderful. When I hear you talk and you're talking a lot about sales and when I look at what you've decided to write in Leadership Fusion about the CRO and and the sales leadership needed in the C-suite, I can kind of understand why this is your chapter. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about why you decided to become an author and join Leadership Fusion. 
For the exact reason you just mentioned is a lot of small, medium-sized businesses, entrepreneurs don't have a sales background, don't understand strategy. And so sales is either a four-letter word, people don't like the sales team, or they just don't leverage the power of a sales team and what all they can bring to the table. And I wanted to share that because it does give such an incremental revenue boost and business strategy growth to a company that I wanted to share it. So tell us a little bit more about your chapter, kind of if you can give us a little summary or a little dibble of what we would be reading, you know, what will they be hearing from you in your chapter? It's really just a quick guide on how to begin to think about expanding the sales organization's role into a more strategic place in the company. I think of sales and I automatically think strategic because I've been a sales recruiter my whole life. So I, I understand the sales side of the, of the world, but as a entrepreneur, a lot of times I can't think of it in a strategic way because I'm so focused on maybe the day to day. So what are some key things that, you know, let's say an entrepreneur or a very small company needs to be, you know, kind of putting in place or thinking about when they're looking at the sales strategy side of their business plan, I guess. I think the first thing is to not view the sales team as just a siloed organization, right? A lot of small companies, they have sales over in one side doing their thing, bringing in new clients, and then they have operations or delivery doing their job, servicing the clients and, you know, the two never shall meet. And that's not the most optimal way to set things up, right? If we can get the collaboration just initially between those two teams, there's significant benefit. And then the chapter and my discussion starts to go, and then what other organizations can you fold into the sales process and that everybody starts to benefit both internally and externally? Walk through maybe an example of that, like where you can add another area to kind of doing that similar process as sales. So if we engage with finance and the CFO, right, if the sales team understands what our financial goals are in the company, do we want just top line revenue growth? Are we focused on growing our margins? Like what is the financial goals of the company? Then the sales team can look at how they're pricing, how they're putting deals together, what they want to push and succeed in when negotiating a deal. Then we're supporting what the CFO wants. So having the sales team hear from and understand the CFO's goals is incredibly beneficial. A lot of places don't do that. They just tell the sales team to go sell, like, here's the product, here's the price, go for it. But if you give the sales team some information and some goals and some levers that they can pull in negotiations, they're going to help you get to that financial goal. Something that with my HR background, we talk about all the time is getting HR that knowledge too. So like you said, like taking those silos away and making sure that everyone knows kind of the, not just the vision of the organization, but actually what those strategies look like. And then also explaining it, right? So I feel like a lot of times like, yeah, we're not CFOs ourselves. We know nothing about finance. So you might throw some finance gibberish to me and I, it goes over my head. But if you tell me exactly what that means and how that impacts, then I'm going to be able to NHR make sure that we have the right people to support that. Just like in sales, you can start looking at, okay, this should be our strategy is doing X, Y, and Z versus what we thought we had to do, which was A, B, and C. 
Correct, correct. Educating the sales team on the strategy and what they're empowered to negotiate and how different levers in a negotiation and in a contract affect each other, right? If we've got termination clauses that we want to extend instead of just a 30-day termination, let's ask for 90 days. Like it's an easy ask for a salesperson. Like we don't care, we'll ask for that, right? And so it makes a difference though to the bottom line, or that's two more months of revenue we could get out of a client to help us transition transition our delivery team to another new client, right? There's a lot of benefits. If you could get an extra two months out of a termination clause that the sales team could easily ask for and negotiate and get, and therefore the rest of the organization benefits the operation team. It helps them with staffing and, and their P&L. There's a lot of benefits. If you just enable the sales team a little bit, we'll go get it for you. That's what salespeople do. We love that. Give us a challenge. We'll go for it. That's awesome. I mean, I just feel like there's so much there that we can benefit, I think, from the sales side, but then benefit from just leaders in general, being able to have those, you know, honest conversations about what those goals and structures look like. And then, yeah, let everyone kind of talk with each other. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like with my clients, the salespeople are just out selling and no one sees them. And so there's a lot of assumptions, like, are they really selling? Are they just home watching, you know, daytime shows? Like what's going (laughs) on? on and there's, and it's almost like you have to let them peek behind the curtains and really see what's happening. Just like if manufacturing's in a different building and you don't see what they're doing, there's assumptions there too. So I guess overall, there's almost a common thing of don't make each other feel like an ass and don't assume <laughs> what, what each right. other is doing and actually have those conversations. You're a hundred percent right. It's a really good team building process as well. When you know the accounting people are frustrated with the salespeople because they don't understand the terms. Why did we give this away? You know, there, there's always the salesperson is always out going to dinners and traveling, and I'm stuck in this office all day. And the salespeople get a bad rap, let me tell you. But nobody wants to be a salesperson, which is the hilarious part of the whole thing. But if we can start to pair those organizations up. And And give the accounting team the opportunity to say, hey, salesperson, would you do me a favor and do a warm handoff when we onboard a new client and introduce me to their accounts payable team so we can build a relationship and we know how they want to invoice and then they're not frustrated with us. We get our money faster. Absolutely. The sales team can facilitate that interaction and that conversation. And all of a sudden, the end user, the new client's experience is greatly improved. Cash flow improves. Things come, you know, stay where they belong in the appropriate departments, but we're all supporting each other. And now all of a sudden, the accounting department likes a salesperson and values what they bring to the table and they are working together. So it's very much team building and bringing your whole organization together, as well as the benefits of the strategy and the realization of growth and profitability. Yeah, I can definitely see that being such a huge win for especially the small to mid-sized companies because they are smaller. You do have that intimacy that you can kind of build on. But then once you scale, you've already built this collaboration that can continue to grow with you. Exactly. Exactly. It's a growth strategy. Absolutely. Yes. Now I know that I always talk about a book being a vessel for, you know, hopefully growth for an individual. Um, So I would love to know, you know, Angela, now that you're going to be an author and and I'm a confident, a best-selling author, what are some goals that you have for you or for your business that you want to, you know, be seeing now that you have that title behind your name? 
I really want to reach a broader audience. I think this is a very important message. And I think there is a lot of value to it. The more that I can reach and talk to either through speaking engagements, podcasts like this, consulting engagements, whatever the means is to get this message out and to help business leaders think of the sales process and the sales team more strategically and elevate them up to support their company more holistically. That's just fun for me. I, you know, I love sales and, and the more we can support and help growth. I'm all for. Awesome. Now, while you were writing your chapter, did you learn anything about yourself or anything that any tips that you may have for an author who's starting the writing journey? Yes. So I learned that I know a lot more than I realized. There's a lot upstairs in this head of mine than I realized. I started writing and then there was another story and there was another example and there was another paragraph and I just kept going and going and going. So that was pretty fun for me. I realized I've got a lot to say, so I expect I'll continue writing. Awesome. I think that a lot of people have this assumption about themselves that they don't have as much as they need to be able to write a chapter or to write a book. But once you really start to kind of open that up and start to think about those examples, those stories, they start to like spill out of you. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't as hard or as overwhelming as I thought it would be. I do have examples that I can tie into this, but it, it just takes that moment to actually take the time to think about it and to, like you said, take stuff out of your head and, and put it on paper. Yes, the going back and organizing it, because I started to just talk and write and write and write. And then the editing part became important to get my thoughts organized. So starting with an outline and then filling it in as I got some excellent coaching on to do it that way was really helpful. I would suggest to anybody thinking about writing a book to get a team behind them, people who have done this before. It doesn't have to be that hard. But if you're working with somebody and they have some experience, they have some tips, take them to heart and the process isn't that bad. And then there's a whole support team out there to help you navigate the waters. Absolutely. It's almost exactly what you do for your clients, right? <laughs> You're that expert that comes in and helps them see it so that they don't feel so overwhelmed, but you want them to be doing it versus, you know, teaching them to fish versus you fishing, but it does help to have that guide, I guess, to, to kind of help you through that process. Yes, for sure. Angela, it's been wonderful talking to you. I've loved being able to hear your story and read your chapter. And I know there's going to be people who are going to want to talk to you after this. So what is the best way for them to connect with you? In all honesty, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Find me out on LinkedIn, Angela Rakus with Metis Sales Solutions, or you can go to my website and find me there as well, metissalesolutions.com. I will add those to your episode notes so that people are able to connect. And then once Leadership Fusion's out on May 27th, we will get that link out too. So they're able to order the book and read your chapter. Angela, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.